Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Shelby Harris. How are you? I'm great, Emma. Thanks for having me. Of course. It seems so weird now to think that it was two years ago that we met when you came on the podcast to talk about your incredible book about women and sleep and insomnia. And you schooled me and listeners on the right things to do to get good sleep and the things that won't get you good sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's just funny. It's crazy to think it's been two years. And then in that time, there's been such an explosion now of like women and women's health and just perimenopause and menopause. stuff. I, so much has changed on the mm. like landscape. I love it. And it's only been two years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what you're so right? Someone was saying that to me the other day. It's just the menopause conversation, for example, is really loud. And I just, it's never going to disappear again, is it? <laughs> I hope not. Let it. <laughs> no, I hope not. I'm so glad. And it was just, I'm so glad to see so much has changed in the past few years. So yeah, and you've helped with that a lot. I've seen you've had a lot of people on Jen Gunter, a lot of people talking about this stuff. So you're helping with the conversation big time. So thank you. Trying because hopefully we'll all go through it. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just something we've got to keep vocal about. So you are here though. And you never know, sleep might come up, but (laughs) you are here to share your feel-good habits with listeners. So where do we begin? Okay. So for me, I always think about, you know, it's funny you said sleep. So sleep is always a piece of it. But for me, sleep is really about the daytime and it's always about the morning. So for me, it's always about consistency. So for the past I would say 15 years now, even before I had kids, I started to work out, which I never really did when I was younger. And I I run and I lift weights and I do it every single morning. I take a rest day once in a while, but I get up at about 545 every single day. Even on the weekends, I get up at the same time, just naturally my body clock does it and I work out. It just sets my intention for the day. It's wonderful. It's kind of weird. That is so (laughs) impressive. It's just making me think, did you see, I think this week there was video footage of Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston talking about their mornings. And Reese was saying that her seven-year-old wakes her up at five o'clock. And Jennifer said, you know, I get up between eight and nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to each their own. But for me, I'm a marathon runner. So I'm 
training right now and like right now I'm in the thick of it but for me I won't get it done unless I get up in the morning and I do it routinely and I need I for I'm one of those people too that also just needs a goal race so the over the pandemic was hard because there weren't races and things happening so I had to find things to motivate me but if I do it at the same time I'll get it done with and mm-hmm. then it just for me starts me I don't know I just feel like I, I need to get it out of my system because I'm on a better once my kids get up at about seven I'm just a better person Mm -hmm. and it just evens me out and I'm just much better for the rest of the day. So that now I've been doing it for so many years that it's, that is literally my habit. And if I don't do it and I have days that I take off, but if I don't do it or get up at around the same time, I just feel off. I don't feel like the same person. That's a really good point because when we talk about rhythm, so you say even on the weekends, you wake up at the same time, but it would Mm -hmm. make sense because if you're doing that in the week, how is your body supposed to know that it's Saturday? It's right. Not. I always say there's no, we all want it, but there's no like on off switch for our body. But like, this is the weekend clock. This is the weekday clock for our bodies. Our bodies are really meant to have the same rhythm seven days a week. And for people who struggle with sleeping in on the weekends, but then they have trouble with like insomnia on Sunday nights, it's usually honestly because they've slept in a little bit on the weekends. So I encourage people to find things that keep them motivated, active in the morning, you don't have to get up crazy early, but maybe meet someone for coffee in the morning, things that get you out so that you're keeping that body clock in check. And for me, it's exercise that works what works really well for me. So it's getting up at the same time every morning and then immediately doing something with a purpose. And it's the same true for going to bed. I'm sure you're going to nod, trying to go to sleep at the same time every night, regardless of whether it's a weekday or a weekend. Yeah, I'm not perfect with it. Like I'm human, but I try, I try. If I'm getting up about 5.45, I'm usually in bed. It's kind of ridiculous, but I'm in bed by about 10. So I'm, I'm just, also I get asked by it by my patients. They ask me about it all the time. So I try to practice what I preach. So I spend another really like feel good habit for me is I don't have like a really long wind down time that's drawn out. I like to spend 15, 20 minutes doing a little bit of deep breathing. I read a little bit and I stretch. That was something that I tried to start doing during the pandemic because I'm so tight from running Mm. that I started to do more stretching. I have a foam roller. I do some gentle yoga exercises next to my bed, any of that sort of stuff. And that to me is my wind down time. And I try to get in bed within about a half hour around the same time. And then there are those nights on the weekends. I stay up a little later here and there, but it really is about the wake up time. If I get up about the same time every day, it will help set the stage for the rest of the day. And I know that when, for example, I'm looking at any article on how to support your fitness goals, sleep is such a valuable component, particularly you like running, but you also lift weights. I do strength training. So when you're tearing those muscle fibers, actually sleep's even more vital, right? hundred percent. Yeah, it's extremely important. So when a lot of people will sacrifice a night of sleep um, to get up early or the next day to get up early for um, a hard workout. But I would argue for some people, if you can try and make a little bit more time for sleep around, like you said, it's going to repair your muscles. You're actually going to get more benefit out of that workout. And often you want to get sleep before the workout, but if you can make sure you get sleep after the hard workout, so maybe you had a rough night and then you got up and worked out hard, really work hard at trying to get a good night's sleep the next night, because it will help you to repair. And then you'll be better for the next workouts. You're, you're going to have a higher risk of injury and just not progress like you want if you're not sleeping enough and then it also makes you more hungry so if you're trying to work out to maybe um achieve some body goals or or body composition goals or whatever 
when you don't sleep enough, your hunger and um, fullness appetite or the signals are all messed up. So you want to eat more when you're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. So it kind of throws everything out of whack too. So you have to be careful with it. Sleep is really the bedrock for all the other stuff in your life if you're trying to, you know, build on it. It's so true. Um, I nearly went into asking you uh, personal questions for my own yeah. private consultation, but I shall wait for that. I trampled on your other feel good habit, which was uh, the wind down. Yeah. Is that its own separate habit? It is for me. It is a separate habit. I am. It's funny, you know. I know we've talked a little bit in, uh, offline about um, like real housewives and just basic like you know i just love reality tv so part of my wind down which is not really tied to bed but i like to give myself a half hour if i have the time half hour to an hour to watch tv i mm. need that i grew up with it it's just something that for me helps to quiet my brain i need a space between the day and the night and for me that comedy and just reality tv does it for me and I, I love it. And then when it's time to go to bed, I give myself that 20-ish to 30 minutes of going into my bed and that's when I do the deep breathing and I kind of now give a space between TV and bed. And like I said, it's not gonna always be that way, but that's what I try to do as many days as I can. Sleep, I always say to people all the time that sleep isn't an on-off switch. It's like people like go, 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 and then they just try to crash in bed. But if you, a lot of women especially go to bed and their brains are just racing, you have to give yourself a buffer. If you don't give yourself a buffer, and for me it's reality television and then some stretching and some um, deep breathing, then I, my brain's just gonna be so wound up that I'm never gonna be able to fall asleep. Or I'll wake up with stuff in the middle of the night on my brain and that's even a bigger recipe for disaster come the next day. That said, there have been certain housewives franchises that have been so dramatic recently that they have not been great buffers. <laughs> that's a very good point taken. That's true. That's a very good point. That's when, that's when I pick up my phone and start WhatsApping my friends in New York and Australia and say, have you watched? So yes, um, certain franchises need to be left out of that, but I completely appreciate yes. the buffer. And I'm not very good at doing it either, but I definitely find that if I can commit to getting into bed in the wind out and reading that will make a big difference to how quickly I fall asleep. Whereas yeah. if I keep the television on and think I'll just fall asleep to Ted Lasso, then that's not going to work out. Exactly. And you know, the other thing too, is that all this stuff what we were talking earlier is that like for me to think about things that are feel good habits, they're so ingrained because a lot of them I've just been doing, I'm a creature of habit. So they're things I've been doing for so long that they just, it's just me. It's just what I do. It's what I, I don't think about it, but when I started wanting to do more of a wind down, when I noticed that I'm getting so caught up in work or whatever, that I'm not actually decompressing, I, I go to the point of actually sending timers and alarms for myself to say, okay, it's an hour before bed, start to wind down. And in 15 minutes, put everything away. Now you really need to like stop working. So like I need external things sometimes to remind me that I need to start taking care of myself. And even just like a timer for yourself can be a habit to build in, to make time for yourself. You know, I don't know if you've used this or what you think of it, but um, I've recently discovered the bedtime feature on my iPhone. Yeah. And the alarms on the iPhone are quite honky. They're like, rah, rah, yeah. whatever version of them they are. But the bedtime ones are much more relaxing and they wake you up very, very gently. And actually, I've set that so it turns my phone off. I don't get alerts at a certain time. And I found that to be actually quite helpful. 
It's fantastic. I was starting to do all that stuff before all that was even an option on the phone. Mm -hmm. So it became a habit. But anything you can do, and I, I love the um, that that bedtime app on the on the iPhone. Any of that stuff that you can do to make it a routine is going to be beneficial. And if you can create that buffer, whatever it might be, and the phone is a big problem for a lot of people because we mm -hmm. get sucked in, this will be an external way to help like turn it off for you. I'm reading a book called Irresistible by Adam Alter, which is essentially oh. about um, tech addiction. Oh, uh, yes. And my goodness, read that. And then I challenge you to get up in the night and look at your phone at two o'clock because you will yeah. think I cannot do it. I am yeah. a slave to this device. Anyway, um, habit number three, my friend. Habit number three is, and I've been doing this for a long time too. Um, I am a big fan of like, I get up early. I try to do everything before my kids and my, my family is up and I have to take them to school and everything. I get in the shower, I take a really quick shower, but I have a bathroom that has really big windows and I live in the woods. I always for years spend two minutes, just two minutes looking out the window, doing a morning meditation. So before I hop in the shower, and even if it's dark out, I'll just look at like the light. I just look out the window and I try to observe and describe what I see outside because it just helps me to ground myself and make that demarcation that, you know, night is done. I'm done with my workout. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. I'm about to start the day and it just it's very grounding for me and it helps me my brain is going to sometimes do things like oh it's still raining oh it's a foggy day oh there's ice on the ground will school be canceled will people <laughs> be patient you know and whatever and I try to get nope not now back on just describing and observing what I see and it just helps to focus me and it just it's it's so alerting that I, I absolutely love it and I cannot go a day without doing it two minutes I started out with just a minute so that's my next big thing. I'm a huge fan of meditation and people make meditation sometimes I think into a bigger thing than it needs to be. I 100% agree with you. Um, I literally look at the leaves. That's all I do <laughs> for a minute. And then I notice my thoughts about it. That's it. And also, I guess, I know you said even when it's dark and in the winter months, I'm guessing at 5.45 uh, or yeah. after you've worked out, it's still going to be quite dull. But you're also getting that lux, which is really that lux light, which is great for your circadian rhythms, right? 
hundred percent. So when I get up and it's dark out, like you said, in the winter, I have, um, I work out mostly on my treadmill or my weights in the basement. I have a lot of lights in the basement and it's not the same as like, you know, going out in the sun, but I do have as many lights as I can and looking out the window right now, the sun's out. So I, that's another reason why I do it is to really set that body clock. So mm. morning light is super alerting and it helps not only set your body clock in the morning, it helps if you're someone who has trouble sleeping at night. If you get up at the same time every morning, you get light exposure at the same time in the morning, it actually can help you with your bedtime being more regular as well. I tried a little experiment recently, which was I was going to bed because I live alone, no no one yeah. um, is going to argue with me about this, but I wasn't using artificial light <laughs> in the evening. So as it was just mm -hmm. getting dark, I was winding down. So I'd sit and read until I couldn't read anymore because I couldn't see the page, basically. And then I would just yeah. begin my wind down. And for those three weeks where that was really possible, once I'd figured out trying to do it, I had some of the best sleep I've ever had. Yeah, that's that's so true. And, you know, there's actually a few, not many, there are a few studies looking at like insomnia for people who go camping. And when they don't have their when they don't have any tech with them and they don't have any light exposure besides the sun, their sleep and their insomnia actually improves dra dra dramatically for some people. Is that so, just because of melatonin I, production? Melatonin production. There's also, I just think that phones are just, they keep you alert too, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people keep their phone in there and they're just waiting for the next text, even if there isn't one coming through. It just keeps your brain on. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all that sort of stuff. Light exposure, just stimulation. Uh, it's, I always say go old school. Just try to, you know, dim the lights, create a fake sunset in your room before bed, make the sun come up. If the sun's not up, turn on all the lights in the morning and just, you know, think about how the sun is meant to be around our sleep. It's a good plan. Uh, habit number four. Habit number four for me is something that I don't do routinely, but I am a big baker. So I almost went to culinary school and pastry school. I wanted to be pastry chef for a while. I feel like that was probably a better decision um, that I didn't do it, but I love to bake. And for me, there's something very calming about just making cookies and especially like making breads and like cakes and stuff. So if I'm super stressed or having a really busy day, I either grab my kids and bring them in the kitchen or sometimes I just do it by myself. I'll make, I love to make like challah dough and certain like kind of breads and I just bake because it's a very mind, kneading dough for me is very mindful. Mm. It's quiet, it takes some time. So I have to just like kind of chill a little bit and then make it, then a few hours later, go back, check on it, then bake it. And for me, there's something about that that is just a feel-good habit that I try to do at least, if I can, once or twice a week. And mm. it's just a staple for me all the time. Is it also because, and I used to, I remember when I was at school age on the school holidays, when I was really little, when I would beg my mum for an egg, because that was the magic. Because And I just love the fact that you could turn a combination of this egg, which was just so weird, and these different powders and a bit of butter and turn them into cakes or cookies. I just thought that was the most, you wouldn't look at those things and think, yes, if I put those together, I'm going to get something that tastes delicious. Right. I found that so fascinating. It's science. It's mm. science. It's great. I know my daughter loves to do that. She loves, she always begs for the egg too, because she just, I think, wants to smash it all over the place. But there's something about just starting with these random, simple ingredients and then ending up with something that for me, what makes me feel good is to help others feel good, which is why I love being a therapist, which is why I do a lot of things I do. And just baking and then giving it to my family, my neighbors, friends, that makes me feel good. 
So, mm-hmm. and it's grounding in the moment. And then I know it benefits other people. So I love it. I love that one. I wish I lived closer. And it's also connection. <laughs> it's connection. A lot of it is connection with my family too. So mm-hmm. I make a lot of things that are family, like, especially during the pandemic. It's interesting. I never really thought about it until a number of months ago. When the pandemic started, every Friday night, I started to make um, a Jewish bread called challah and I roasted a chicken because that to me was what my ancestors did on, on the Sabbath. On Friday night into Saturday, it's a Jewish tradition. And I did it every single week with my kids because it gave me consistency. It made me feel good. And it helped give me that feeling because at the beginning of the pandemic, every day bled into the other, mm. especially during lockdown. It gave me that kind of noting that, okay, it's Friday. It's Friday. And this is what makes me feel good. This is what everyone does in my my family. I can keep doing it. And it just was consistency and it felt so good to do. I saw Brooks Marks from Real Housewives <laughs> City making challah bread last night. And then you mentioned it today. Maybe I need to try some. So good. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're, we've landed. We're landing into your fifth and final habit. Um, I think the fifth habit and the final habit for me is I try to surround myself. I was actually, in, um, in addition to majoring in psychology in graduate or in undergrad, I was a music major. I'm an upright bassist. So I was a classical bassist by training and I played in orchestras. So I am just, I just surround myself with music. So in any kind of music that I can. So if I have, um, if I'm done with patients and I'm doing paperwork, I turn on classical music, I turn on pop, I turn on anything because it just, it's very grounding for me. Um, And music, when I'm in car line with my kids, waiting to pick up my kids, just turning on as much music as possible helps me to focus. It helps me, I sometimes turn them into mindfulness exercises if I can. I'll follow the bass line, I'll follow the Mm. piano if I hear it. It's just, even for a minute, it's very grounding. So I need music in my life to help me feel better and um, any type of music. Sometimes it can be, like I said, classical. It depends on what it is for the mood that I'm in. So that to me is like something I can't go without. It's music every single day. So this is funny you say this because yesterday evening, I really wanted to settle down and watch TV. And I was still a bit sort of, I don't know, scatty. And I thought, okay, I need to listen to music. And as I was flicking through my playlist, there was one song that when I know that I'm playing that, I know that I'm in for about an hour and it's a Carrie Underwood song. (laughs) That's awesome. I I love it. It's I know you won't. And it's just her voice in it is so incredible. And it's it's very repetitive, but it just makes me just want to listen to female vocalists. So then I just go down the rabbit hole. Do you have any specific songs or... Uh, you know what they're really it's so funny there really isn't one it's like it's certain bands that I gravitate towards um I mean I love I personally when it comes to classical like I love Rachmaninoff I love Brahms I'll go with any and I also just love I love anything classical really but when it comes to bands if I'm in a certain mood I'll go I I love Weezer that's like my favorite (laughs) band of all time so I listen to a lot of Weezer and if I really just want to get pepped up I'll put on Weezer but then I'll have moments where I just want to put on like I'll listen like Britney Spears and like it really I don't it really just it's whatever suits my mood in the moment I don't really have something that's like my one go-to besides Weezer which kind of annoys my kids but (laughs) I I listen to I love to listen to anything I'll just put on whatever's on um on like Amazon or whatever I'm listening to or whatever my kids want to listen to and just kind of listen to different things because I love to also explore and just kind of see what else is out there Um, yeah it's funny you mentioned Jen Gunter earlier because when she came on the podcast a little while ago I it was quite a late interview because she was on the west coast and so I my energy was dipping so I started listening to uh, Motley Crue 
Oh, when we got on the call, she said, oh, you look quite red in the face. So she said something and I said, I'm just going to be really honest with you. I've just been pepping myself up for this because I'm quite nervous. And I was listening to kickstart my heart. And she was oh, just like, it. she totally got it. And I just thought, I love you, Jen Gunter. I love it. That's, but that's like, that's where I listen to, that's why I put Weezer on because I just love the guitar. Um, another one that I do that I totally forgot that I shouldn't have is like Beastie Boys. I love oh. Beastie Boys. Yeah. Like that's like, so that's when I want to get like energy. Like I have to think about like my running mixes. Like if I'm running a marathon, there are certain bands that I put on that will give me energy. But I don't ever think about it actually when I'm at home of like, oh, I need energy. It's really my running mixes, which are usually like mostly Weezer, Beastie Boys. Then I love like older bands, like Better Than Ezra, like that sort of stuff from like the 90s. But I put those mixes on and I absolutely love it. But Kickstart My Heart's an amazing amazing one and beastie boys as well when i was at university and i was driving my little car around on a tape deck on a tape Mm -hmm. a cassette listeners to show my age i had intergalactic but it was cut with the rocky theme tune and it was a drum and bass version and i windows down i would drive through canterbury in uh england and um yeah noise pollute basically it was and i cannot find it anywhere online I don't know where that is. If you're listening to this and you know where that remix is, please email it to me. Um, Shelby, these have been wonderful. Thank you. It's always so nice to speak to you. I know. It's just like, it's nice talking to you. Like I said, these are just things that I've been doing for years and they just become habit. The exercise thing was so hard for me to do for so long. Mm. And then I just got into it. And now I can't imagine going like a Saturday morning without doing a long run with my friends. It just becomes that usual thing and it makes me feel good overall. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And listeners, the links to Dr. Shelby Harris, her incredible book, which if you do have any kind of sleep issues, I think is a must read. Um, Her Instagram, her website, um, all of those links will be in the show notes. But thanks for coming back on the show. Anytime, Emma. Thanks so much for having me. 